It's gone from rumor to multiple reports on Melvin Ingram wanting out of Pittsburgh. The outside linebacker slash edge rusher that they signed to join the team and be the depth piece to help them have a consistent pass rush is now saying maybe they don't want him. Maybe he doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh. We're going to analyze this. Is this true? What's the validity behind this? Where are the reports coming from? And are the Steelers going to accept a deal here? Because that's the bottom line is they have his contract. They're the ones that are going to have to pull the trigger on such a trade. All that and, of course, our picks for Week 8. And, of course, breaking down Steelers-Browns one last time for you right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining me, as always, on Fridays is Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Before we get to Jenna, we have to remind you, dear listeners, that we, that we are brought to you by McDonald's. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, and it's proudly serving the community, community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always, always being there. I'm loving it. We also thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Jenna, how you doing on this Friday? Oh, I am so happy to be here. I feel like I always say that, but it's so true. This is like one of my favorite parts about Fridays. You know, you can't go wrong when you start your Friday like this. This that that that's much appreciated here, and it is it is it is a boost to be able to do this this show with my friend Jenna Harner because uh, you know we're we're always all over the scene in Pittsburgh. Jenna's going on coming covering twenty stories. I'm doing pit football and pit basketball and Steelers, so it's all it's always. But it's great to like sit down and be able to talk some football with you right before the weekend. Now, yeah. Jenna, you saw the story. Every, everyone did early in the week. It was reported from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Melvin Ingram, there might have been a trade opportunity there for Pittsburgh. It wasn't taken, but, you know, that it was kind of just a swept under the rug. Okay, maybe someone called the Steelers. But then Aditi Kinkabwato, also of NFL Network, came to you know came out and tweeted her own thing saying that yeah this is this is something that we've we've been looking at Melvin Ingram wants out um and you know now the question becomes what's going on there because Melvin Ingram signed a free agent deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers late in free agency um and uh you know was became joined there and that was a, a sign that everyone seemed very happy about Melvin Ingram was seemed to be glad to be playing next to TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith the Steelers seem to be glad to have a third edge rusher they can count on to be a starting caliber type of player uh this and it just seemed like early on, especially, they were rotating him a lot. Well, he went from playing about 60% of the snaps to 25% of the snaps in the Steelers game against the Seahawks. And now this report comes out, not unlike how it came out about James Washington early in the season. Jenna, what's your read on this? Is this something that you think is actually going to come to fruition? Or is this more something that's like, you know, there's some disagreements about playing time and we'll be looking at this a lot like how we're looking at James Washington right now? I think it probably seemingly is more towards the latter than the former, but also wouldn't surprise me if he did really want to be out and basically tries to find a way to get out. It's so interesting to me, though, and you and I were talking about this a little bit before, but it was one of those situations where almost you wonder what could he possibly have expected right. coming in? Because yes, obviously TJ Watt is TJ Watt and he is who he is. 
But this team is also incredibly high on Alex Highsmith. We know how the organization feels about him. We know what they expect of him, and we know what they like from him and what he's demonstrated in the very short time he's not only been with this team, but he's been in the NFL. They've seen a lot of good things from him. So I think when Ingram got here, it was a really great opportunity for the three of them to have this three-man rotation. And then obviously we know the injuries to the groin that TJ and Alex were both dealing with earlier in the season caused him to miss some games. Obviously, as Ingram, you're going to be happy with the playing time you have at that point. And then something like two weeks ago where they're playing the Seahawks and his snaps decrease by 45% or 40, yeah, 45%. Um, then for him, there are some question marks there. Then did I do the math right? 25? I believe 30, you did. You're fine. Yeah, okay. You're fine. <laughs> this is why I didn't go into math, everybody. Um, but uh, it's kind of, it is really interesting to me in this sense though, because also talking to him, um, not only in a one-on-one -on -one setting, but when we when he first got here, he was so excited to be a part of this team. He yes, he loved was. This team, what this organization, what Coach Tomlin, what this defense, what everything was like. He really liked that. He talked about the style of the play that the Steelers have that really kind of fit in for him. He talked about just what he really enjoyed about being a part of this organization and why he decided, you know, hey, I'm going to leave the team I've been with forever mm -hmm. and come here. Um, but it, it's just, it, I don't entirely, I guess, get the timing of it because I could see maybe, and this is maybe just me, but I could see a little, if there was a pattern, if it was, you know, he's consistently getting 25%, but it was just that one game against the Seahawks, yeah. such a small sample size here. Mm -hmm. And the Steelers have shown that they're willing to make changes, not just at edge rusher, but at cornerback, at slot cornerback, at safety, at linebacker, based on just whatever matchups they think they're getting each week. So it's not unreasonable for the, for the Steelers to be like, look, Melvin, like, you know, that was this week. You might get something different next week. But according to Pro Football Focus, Melvin Ingram has had the fourth most pass rushing snaps of all the Steelers defenders behind Cam Hayward, Chris Wormley, and TJ Watt. And granted, yes, Alex Highsmith played a played one last game, but he has 10 less pass rushing snaps uh, than Melvin Ingram. You know, I have to look at this and like Melvin, like, you know, they, they gave you a, you know, a, a smaller contract because this is why you're coming here. The other aspect of this is who on, you know, who would the Steelers trade to get him, you know, like, like what would, what would it take to move a Melvin Ingram type? Because now you're dealing with a guy that a lot of people passed on in free agency. No one was really jumping at the, at the bit to, to sign him. And so is there a team out there that just wants a, a veteran edge rusher to go out there and start for them? And, and would they have a piece that'd be valuable to the Steelers? Because, you know, if I'm the Steelers, you know, you're not getting, you know, no one's giving up a prime quarterback for this. No one's giving up like a, a serious running back for this. Um, you know, the best hope that I think the Steelers could get is if someone gives them a really good interior defensive lineman who's like in this similar amount, amount of age. And that's like, hey, you know what? We don't know when Stephon Tewitt's coming back. I'll Tyson O'Lulu's down. Carlos Davis will move to injured reserve. Maybe something can get worked there. But to me, that's the only really recourse here because you're not getting it you're not trying to get a draft pick for melvin ingram you need help now and yeah. his, his rotational depth at the edge rusher position is extremely valuable to what the steelers want to do 
And he's made such an impact too. Like it hasn't been like he hasn't been an impact player. He's played really well and has found success with the Steelers here. Yes, there have been a couple miscues. And of course, all the players will admit that they, there's been that for them in particular throughout the season here. But he's been playing really well since he's been here. Yes, and he it has. seems like, again, with this three-man rotation that they have going, I mean, early on, I feel like we were asking Coach Tomlin, we are asking Keith Butler, just kind of about the distribution of the snaps and, hey, who's going to get the most? How do you feel? And like you said, they go very matchup base. That's very normal for the Steelers team to do. It's just very, it is very intriguing. And I can see, I, I can understand from, you know, what he was saying with the sense of unhappiness as Aditi reported, basically he wants out of Pittsburgh after seeing a reduction in his playing time. She reports that Kansas City made an offer, but seemingly understandably, the Steelers ideally wouldn't want to send Ingram to an AFC team if they were going to send him anywhere. Right, and so a team no, that's going to play. Yeah, it's just, it's it's interesting to me. It really is. So it's going to be intriguing to kind of see. I wonder if we're going to be able to hear from him at all. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, first of all, to see what happens in this game. Yes. Yeah, because the Browns are a team that you're going to need those guys to rotate in. They're going to yeah. try and out-physical you. They're going to try and bang you guys up. You want to get T.J. Watt fresh legs. But again, I mean, like you said, Melvin Ingram's been a contributor. Yes, he only has one sack on the season, but six quarterback hits is the most on the team. 11 hurries, second most on the team. He's a guy that's made himself – he's asserted himself into this into this lineup. And uh, you know, when you take him out – now you're you're starting to go immediately to practice squad caliber players behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, which is not what they signed him on for. So yeah. I, I, I just I have a hard time seeing this trade happen. If it does, they get a very valuable piece that boosts up another part of their defense. And and, and specifically, I specifically I think their defense. You know, they, they, they I think they're going to try to get an offensive lineman for him. It's like, look, you know, if two it's if we're not sure when two it's coming back, let's get a a guy in the middle, and then we just feel better about that, and then. We work with what we work with on the edge. We just deal with that then. But I just I don't see I don't see this move happening unless someone comes along with the magic trade or you know if Melvin Ingram raises such a stink about about the situation. We saw Stephen Nelson do that, calling himself or saying he doesn't want to be a hostage uh, in, in that you know over the summer. So we'll see if that's what comes to fruition. But if not, I expect Melvin Ingram to stick around here. We're going to get to some week eight picks in just a moment here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at McDonald's. This episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless surprise of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I can tell you, Jenna, when I went to New York, I, I keep telling listen to this. I went on my way up. I got a McDonald's breakfast. On my way back, I got a McDonald's breakfast because I'm on the road. It's something easy, com comfortable, and something that I'm used to. Don't always do McDonald's breakfast, but when I'm traveling, it's definitely, it's definitely one of my moves. So you listeners, head to your local McDonald's to refuel and connect. At McDonald's, I'm loving it. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, it's Friday, which means Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI is on. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day on your podcasting. Now, Jenna, 
we had a bit of a mishap. We didn't get your picks into the run your pool pick them league. So we didn't have you listed there. So technically now I am ahead of you in the uh in the run your pool league but it's okay it's okay we're gonna we're gonna make this work somehow um but we'll i do, do some math we'll do some math we'll do yeah. some math we just oh, we sure. gotta we gotta remember we gotta remember, first here's what we gotta do i need your help doing this if you can remember your picks from last week send me that record and then we'll just tack those on every week and just be like okay this is where jenna harner really is yeah. Uh, but we, but I wanted to give a congratulations because remember, if you can join the Locked On Steelers Pick'em League on RunYourPool.com, who is a sponsor of the Locked On Steelers podcast, by going to RunYourPool.com, check out the link below in this YouTube video. If you're watching us on YouTube, if not, go to YouTube, find us, click on, click on this link, and you can join the Locked On Steelers Pick'em League for RunYourPool.com. The winner at the end of the season, with all the pick, when all the picks are said and done, gets a free Steelers jersey delivered right to your door by RunYourPool.com. But last week, we had five winners come in first place, Jenna. We had Dozer 21, S. Palmer 6, my Claypool picks, uh, Phil DeLuca, and Jason Z1983. All went 11-2. and two. Congratulations to all of you for winning the week. And right now, because of that week, Dozer 21 is in current, currently in sole, or sole possession of first place so if everyone you want to catch a dozer make sure you make your picks uh in, in here i'm sitting somewhere i'm a few games like i think yeah dozer's 68 and 23 i am 61 and 30 so i'm i'm a good seven games back i gotta start my climb back to get in the mix here right behind dozer 21 is dan jay and dan the man i wonder if they're the same person just trying to double dip here uh but that's <laughs> fine um anyways jenna let's get to this week's picks because we got some interesting games as always we will save the Steelers Browns game uh, for for last. That'll be our third segment. We weren't able to pick Thursday night football, but man, what a game that was with Packers and Cardinals. Uh, but let's talk about an, uh, an NFC South showdown. Three and four Panthers at three and three Falcons. Two teams I can't really figure out. You know, the Panthers at one point they were three and zero. Oh, they're now three and three. The Falcons looked atrocious, and now they've climbed back to five hundred. Sam Donald got benched last week. I don't know the status of Christian McCaffrey. I think that he's still bouncing back right now. Um, but that leads me to say, you know what? I'm going to trust the Falcons. They're at home. Matt Ryan's been, play, uh, been playing a little bit better. And I'm going to say that they're going to keep riding their wave while Matt Rule and the Panthers keep struggling. At the time of us recording this podcast, I think the Falcons are favored by three and a half, which – I don't know if the Falcons have been favored at any point this season yet. <laughs> so I think I'm going with them just strictly because of that. Um, and kind of like you said, too, I mean, Sam Darnold has kind of fallen way down from where that season they, he started this season. The defense has been dealing with some injuries there. McCaffrey's yes. status is still kind of up in the air. So I just think if you looked at these, both of these teams have a decent amount of inconsistencies. But I think for me, Atlanta has fewer that I'm more willing to pick them in this one. Absolutely. Moving forward, AFC East matchup. This is one of your survivor picks for the week, y'all. Yep. Yo, Dolphins at Bills. My goodness, just pick the Bills. What are you even doing thinking about the Dolphins? Yeah, the Bills are coming off a of bye week after losing to Tennessee the way that they lost to Tennessee. They're mad. They are fired up. They are angry. <laughs> they are ready to go. And honestly, if I was Tua Tugavailoa in this game, I would be uh, – 
I would not be feeling great heading into this one. I'm going with the Bills here. Yeah, that defense has been nasty for most of the season. They shut two teams out. Wouldn't be surprised if they shut got a third shot out in this game with the way the Dolphins have played. Um, let's move forward here. An interesting matchup. Uh, this would have been a great matchup on Tecmo Super Bowl back in the late 80s and early 90s. The Niners at the Bears. Now, the Niners this year, 2-4, and four, Bears 3-4. and four. Both teams figuring out who they really are at this point. The Niners have a defense that can really get after you, but they've been banged up a little bit. Uh, they've had, you know, they've had Trey Young. You got a... Uh, um, uh, you got the Bears with Justin Fields. You're like, ah, you know, maybe there's something there. Uh, you know, but Jim Nagy, or excuse me, uh, Matt Nagy has not really given him as much of a chance to play here. I'm going to go with the Niners on the road. I know they're traveling to the Midwest here, but I just, I think that their defense is going to cause more problems for Justin Fields than the Bears will cause the other way around there. Um, but what do you say? I'm going with the 49ers here in this one too, especially reading some reports about how banged up Khalil Mack is. Yeah. Um, he's been dealing with, I want to say a foot injury. It was, yes. it's a, it's a lower body injury going back to my hockey, uh, lower body terms. Uh, but he, he's been playing pretty hurt. Um, hasn't unfortunately been kind of the entirety of the player he can be when he's fully healthy. Um, but I just think like both of these teams do have question marks, but I feel a little more confident here with the 49ers and what they can do versus where the Bears have been the last handful of weeks. This is a Sunday game. But, uh, I'm sure not a whole lot of people will want to watch, but it's the 2-5 and five Eagles at the 0-7 Lions. Jenna, <laughs> man. Jalen Hurts has been asked to carry this team all by himself. And, you know, I, I think that Jalen Hurts has a good potential, but at this point in his career, he's not the guy that you want carrying this whole team. I'm doing it. I'm picking the Lions. Dan Campbell has been biting at kneecaps all season. He's been crying in press conferences. It's time for them to rise up and prove everybody wrong, even though they're still right because they would be one and seven, but prove them wrong for one game. Detroit, D-Town. It's so cold in the D. They're getting a W. Wow. Wow. <laughs> See, I almost I almost considered the Lions. I really almost considered the Lions because you feel at some point they're due. I just my gut tells me Philly here. My gut tells me this is going to be an ugly game. No one is going to watch. No, going to want to watch. I'm sorry. There will be people to watch it. But if, if you if this is is it a one o'clock game? If it's this a one o'clock game. Yeah. If this is the one o'clock game that you get in your viewing area. I what did you do to deserve sorry. this? <laughs> I am so sorry. Listen, and so I mean, already if you live in Philly or Detroit, I am so sorry. So yes, that's, 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 that in itself. <laughs> Ooh, so uh, I, I'm going with the Eagles, but uh, this is not going to be pretty. No, it's not going to be pretty. All right, we can get through this one fast. Survivor game pick here: Rams at Texans. Rams. We don't even need to talk about that. The Texans are just the Texans. Yeah, um, that's for sure. But uh, AFC South showdown. This could be interesting. The five and two Titans who are on a roll right now against the three and four Colts. The Titans were start sort of, people were starting to give them up for dead. They're like, you know what? Let them go. They weren't going to get it done. And then all of a sudden, they've strung together some really good wins. They beat up on the Bills. They won again last week. Now you're sitting here five and two playing the Colts, and the Colts haven't really shown much this year. I'm you know, they, they've, they've at times they've shown glimpses. Carson Wentz hasn't really matured back into the quarterback. People thought he might be under Frank Reich. I'm going with the Titans. They're a, they're a more complete team. Team. Derrick Henry's still going to be running the football with them, and their defense has stepped up the last couple of weeks to so that they're a little bit better than people thought. 
This is fascinating to me, too, because, again, at the time that we're recording this, the Colts are favored in this game, granted by two, but the Colts are favored. How yeah, is that weird. possible? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I, this is I know Vegas always awards three points just because you're the home team, so technically yeah. they're saying that the Titans should win by two, but still, I don't care if they're a home team. The Titans should be favored. Yeah, this is one of those games to me. I, I just think the Titans have kind of really been gaining the consistency that I think a lot of people expected them to have at the start of the season. Again, Derrick Henry, what more do we need to say? And like you said, the defense has really been able to do a lot of great things, especially what they did to the Bills two weeks ago. So I'm going with the Titans in this one. Uh, same here. I guess this could also go on your survivor category of games, but uh, you know, oddly so, you wouldn't say this at the beginning of the season. The five and two Bengals at the one and five Jets. The Bengals are on fire. They're in first place in the AFC North. Um, the Jets are a complete mess. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. They're gonna win this one outright. Yeah, especially without Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah. is the team well, better or worse without? Yeah, we don't know. Wilson? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this the Bengals are on a roll. That win that they got over Baltimore, I think, gives them so much more confidence. And they Absolutely. are going to be a team that I would not want to be facing coming off that win. So, But then also, you could look at the flip side and say, hey, they might have a little bit of a letdown game. I just don't see that happening with the way that they've been on a roll. I think that they go in uh, to New York and beat up on the Jets a little bit. I, I agree there. Another AFC East team, the Patriots. Mac Jones been playing a little bit better. They're three and four, but they're playing the four and two Chargers, who got shellacked by the the Raiders a couple or the Ra Ravens, excuse me, a couple weeks ago. But they still got a four and two record. I'm going with the Chargers. They're the better team. It's the East Coast traveling to the West Coast, and I just I, I look at the Chargers. I say, you know, they need to reassert themselves quickly uh, back into this playoff race after after that tough loss. And I think they will against the Patriots team that still I think is trying to figure out who they are. And I love the fact that we're going to see these two young quarterbacks in yes. Justin Herbert and Mac Jones going against each other. And it's going to be a nice benchmark to see where Mac Jones really is at compared to a guy that was just a draft class ahead of him. I feel like this is a game that the Chargers should win. I think the Patriots will make things interesting, but this is going to be kind of a get right game for the Chargers after the way they lost to the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. They need they need to they need it to be a get right game because if they don't they got a they, they have a schedule that's gonna be a lot tougher down the road. Now yes. uh that that was a four o'clock game, but so is this Jaguars at Seahawks. I mean, ugh, ugh, just give just like for, it's just disgusting. Like who? Okay, Jaguars, you stay, but they're coming off their first win, but they're playing the Geno Smith led Seahawks. I mean, I know the Jaguars won a game, but come on, I I, I just. I'm going with the Seahawks. They're at home. The 12s won't let them fall that far down. Am I right, Jenna? No, that would be the the Seahawks fans in general are not happy about where this team is at. And understandably so, when you lose a player as high caliber as Russell Wilson, they are not going to lose to the Jaguars. And if they do, okay, come for me. I, you know, I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. I just do not see that happening. I all don't seven of the Jaguars fans will come for you. <laughs> Wait, you mean all six of them? That's how <laughs> my bad Jaguars fans. We love you. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. I am so sorry. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't see Seattle losing this game. I don't see this being a pretty game. I don't see it being a high scoring game, but I just don't see Seattle losing this one. 
an interesting game between two teams that have struggled most of the season. Uh, the Broncos, though, I mean, they were they were right they were riding hot for a while. The two and five Washington football team at the three and four Broncos. Broncos were three and zero, oh, and they've lost four since. So, uh, you know what it was, Jenna? It was the Steelers. The Steelers broke them. That's exactly what happened. Yep. And ever since then, they have not recovered because they don't know how the Steelers did it, and now everyone's beating them. But I do think this is the week. I, I do think the Washington. Uh, you know what? No, I take this back. Washington, Taylor Heineke. What am I saying? I believe in Taylor Heineke because he's a backup fantasy quarterback on one of my teams that I really need to come through this week, and he needs to make plays. So on the sake that I need him to come through, I'm going to give him the boost of my confidence of saying, you, sir, Taylor Heineke, are going to lead this Washington football team to victory and then lead my fantasy team to victory as well. Jenna, what do you say? Uh, I feel like I'm, I, I like the logic here. Yeah. I, I understand <laughs> Where your priorities Pure hope. lie. It's not logic. It's just hope. <laughs> it's hope. It's hope. I, I, I'm going with Denver. I don't yeah. feel good about this one. This is honestly, to me, this is a coin flip of a pick. Um, I, I'm going with Denver just because I, I think they're a little bit stronger. But even then, I don't even feel that comfortable saying that. I feel like these are two. This honestly might end up being either a really sloppy game or a really entertaining game because I think these two teams seem pretty evenly matched for me. They they do. They seem to kind of very similar squads, you know, quarterbacks that are still figuring things out, a couple electric players on offense, a couple really good players on defense. Um, should be an interesting game, to say the least. Let's move on to the last of the 4 o'clock games. This is an NFC South showdown and an interesting one. It's the 6-1 Buccaneers at the 4-2 and two Saints. The Saints, another team that figuring out who they are with Jameis Winston, they're more of a team that seems to just get the ball to Alvin Kamara and let him win the game for you on offense, and then they still have a really good defense. But the Buccaneers being the more complete team. But, you know, I look at this, Jenna, and, and I'm like, wait a second. Is this the same Saints team that swept the, the 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 Buccaneers last year? I remember they were like the kryptonite to that Buccaneers team, uh, you know, before before they before they started to figure things out. Um, I, I don't think that kryptonite power continues. I think the Buccaneers win. But this would be a, a game where if I'm a picker out there and I want a game to try to be sneaky, I might pick the Saints and, and you know, and try to catch a really good betting line on Bet Online um, and say, hey, you know what? Uh, this might be a game that might catch some people by surprise. I feel like I'm like towing back and forth here. I feel like my gut wants me to go with the Bucks, but I'm gonna go with the Saints. I Bro, know Jenna's going with it. Okay. I know. I know. So uh, I don't know if you should take my betting advice or not. I just think. Hold on. I need to triple check the Saints. I remember uh -huh. watching. Who did they beat last week? And Kamara just ran over everybody. Oh, it was the Seahawks. That's right. Yes. It was 13 to 10. It was not an exciting game, but Kamara sealed it for them at the end. He had some really fantastic runs. I think you're going to see a lot more out of him. I think Jameis is performing better than people expected him to, um, but I, I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. This will probably be a game, though. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Brady threw four touchdowns last week. You know what? Why not? <laughs> We're just going to go with it. We're going with the Saints. I yes. said it. I'm sticking to it. I'm yes. probably going to lose, but that's okay. <laughs> the, the 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 money line right now is minus two forty, favoring the Buccaneers. So if you uh, so uh, that's uh, that that's 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 pretty impressive. Um, you know, or it's, it's plus one ninety for the Saints. So if you bet a hundred dollars on the Saints, you you win one ninety. Uh, so go with Jenna, see if you can win some big money. But uh, but uh, the, I will I will happily let this be a game that adds to my record to try to boost over yours, Jenna, because I'm like, oh, I was like, oh man, I, I it could be a sneaky game, but look at you going for those sneaky games. I appreciate you. Now moving along.
along here, Sunday night football and Monday night football before we head to our last segment. Cowboys at Vikings. The Cowboys are five and one. Vikings at three and three. I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, is that a game that you think that they keep rolling? I think so. And it seems like Minnesota's favored in this one, which also feels a little weird to me. And Garrett, I guess it is at home. It's one of those, you know, thin lines. I just think the Cowboys have kind of been playing some really, really good football. Their defense has been playing really, really solid. And yeah. I think we're going to see them kind of continue that against a Vikings team that can score, but can be when they're limited. I feel like they have a lot of frustration and they can't really seem to shake, you know, okay, we're getting, you know, we're punting continuously type thing. I think that if Dallas sets a tone early, this should be a game the Cowboys win. Absolutely. Monday Night Football, your New York football giants are 2-5 and five, coming off a win, but they're facing the 3-4 and four Chiefs who don't know what the heck is going on. Jenna, you've picked an upset with the Saints. Are you picking another upset with your Giants over the Chiefs? I'm going to go for it. Honestly, we're, I know we're being what? super risky this week. I know you got to take some risks here. I'm, I was falling behind a little bit. <laughs> I, this again, on face value, this, I might be dumb. I never go out of the box. I never go risky everybody. So I'm just telling you right now, this is like outside of my comfort zone here. I'm stepping out a little bit and I'm saying the giants are going to win this game. Ooh. I know. I know Kansas city's defense has been exposed. Patrick Mahomes may not be back to a full hundred percent. This feels like kind of the perfect storm. It's not going to be pretty. I'll say this now and watch Kansas city will win like 38, 10, but there's still hope. It's a Friday. There's still hope. There's, there's, there's still hope. Um, I, I get you hoping there, Jenna. You're a Giants fan, true and blue. I have sat there and watched Gi- Giants game with you and uh, seen seen your just like futility. It's just like, you know what? I'm not even going to hope with this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs just because they need to find a win. They, they they cannot they cannot follow three and five. The Chiefs? The Chiefs at three and five? I thought they might struggle this year at certain points, but not fall that far. I mean, that, that's on your way to six and ten. Like, like what are we doing there? But uh, the Chiefs got to win this one. They'll go four and four. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong and maybe uh, many, maybe Jenna will get a bunch of games up on me this week. But we will be right back talking about Steelers Browns right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Before we do that, I got to tell you, t- talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the ultimate protein bar for you. It's the official pro- protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you're on a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, or double chocolate, or even real cookie dough. All the flavors are there for you to enjoy at Built Bar. And then the best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories. They pack 17 to 18 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that will save you from eating the snack you'll regret later and help anyone stay on task with their diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And wrapping things up here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner. It's time to break down Steelers versus 
Browns. Now, this is a game that a lot of Steelers fans have had circled on their calendar for a long time. Uh, and that was that's that varies when we talk to the Steelers, right, Jenna? Because Mike Tomlin was like, no, nah, this is the same you know, same same game we do every week. We just focus on ourselves and what we have to do to win that week. Some Steelers have been like, you know what? We have have you know kind of echoed that. Other Steelers have been like, no, we remember what happened in those play in that playoff game. Either way, this is a huge game, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. They know it's a huge game. You know, I think it was a Chase Claypool even talked about them being, you know, a Super Bowl contenders, the Browns, that that being. So they need to show up in this game. Browns four and three, Steelers three and three. Jenna, give me your matchup of this game that you think this makes it the most is the most decisive part of this game to, to, to go either way. It's going to be the Steelers run defense versus Ooh. the Browns running backs because we saw in the Seattle game them get exposed a little bit. We saw yes. some question marks in terms of that second half. What is happening? You know, they're missing some tackles. It, it, it kind of was a combination of just and maybe, you know, obviously you have a little bit more in-depth analysis with this, but it seemed like it was a combination of some missed assignments some missed tackles. We heard from Devin Bush on Thursday talk about it really was gap integrity that was those were those mistakes and then just wrapping up and taking their man down which Cleveland is very very good at evading you see mm -hmm. those running backs they're very good at evading that I believe at least on Thursday reports seem to indicate Nick Chubb might play <coughs> bless you Thank you. Um, it seemed to indicate that Nick Chubb will be in the lineup on Sunday. Um, so they're going to be tasked with stopping the run, making sure that on first and second down, they limit the Browns as much as possible. So you force Baker Mayfield, a quarterback who, again, we don't entirely know. It, it seems to be trending in the direction that Baker will start this week. Obviously, he's dealing with his shoulder injury um, to his non-throwing shoulder. But if you can force a guy who's hurt mm -hmm. or who's not a hundred percent to have to throw the ball, to have third and sevens, third and really longs, yes. then that will bode well. So it starts up front. If the Steelers can control the trenches and really limit the Browns run game as much as possible, because again, we remember what happened in the wild card game last year, that really bodes for their success. Right. I, I agreed. That's the thing that you, if you could take away this team's ability to run the ball consistently, you put pressure on Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum, whoever plays in this game yeah. uh, to, to step up. And, and one thing to look at, the Browns have a very long injury report. Uh, you know, as they've had several players that have been limited in practice all week, whether it's Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, a Baker Mayfield. But you look at guys who didn't practice yet uh, on, on Thursday. You look at uh, you look at Treader, their center right now. He did not practice after being limited on Wednesday. That's usually a bad sign when you go backwards. Donald yeah. People joins. Uh, Donald People Jones, their receiver who leads them in receiving yards right now, didn't practice on either day with a groin injury. Uh, Tackers McKinley limited yesterday with a groin injury. Um, um, and then you look at other names. Jadavia Clowney still has not practiced this week, and he's listed with three different injuries with an ankle, the groin, and the knee. Lots of questions across the board for this Browns team. But one thing that I look at this matchup-wise that I think could be very huge moving forward when I see all those injuries lining up, it's the Steelers' offensive tackles versus the edge rushers of the Cleveland Browns. Whether it is Jadavion Clowney um, or Tigers McKinley across the side of Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett is a huge part of what the Browns like to do on defense. And the Steelers' offensive tackles, Zach Banner's healthy now. He can play. He's practiced all week. He's been a full participant. He's been fine. 
who does he jump in at right tackle? Does he jump who jumps in at left tackle? What goes on there? Does Dan Moore Jr. really have to go up against Miles Garrett? What kind of help do the Steelers give? If the Steelers can neutralize the Browns' strength on the edges, and if they can block on the on the run in those situations, I think that takes away a big strength of the Browns, just like taking away the run game would be a big strength of the Browns. And that could be a major factor that you're, you're looking back at this game after Sunday saying, man. Didn't expect that matchup to happen, just like we didn't expect Chikuma Corfor to dominate Von Miller the way he did. I'm not saying they'll dominate Miles Garrett, but if they can neutralize him, that'll go a long way to winning this matchup. But Jenna, give us your your prediction, your winner, your final score, and how and and what's the what's what's the turn uh, the, the the way this game how this game turns the tide. All right, this is a tough one because one math is never my friend, but I am going with the Steelers in this one, 27-24. It's going to be close. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be back and forth. I think that as much as you say that they want to stop the run game, it is going to take a little bit for this team to do that. I think that you will see if Nick Chubb does play, Nick Chubb finds some success. I don't think it's going to be entirely all of that. And again, it's going to depend on a lot of the guys on the Browns in terms of who's going to play, because it seems like with the Steelers and with the direction that their injury report is trending, things look knock on wood pretty good. We heard Mike Tomlin talk at the beginning of the week, how he doesn't believe injuries will really be a factor for them. So the buy again, kind of coming at the right time, but I, I think the Steelers actually do win this game. It, it's going to be close. And this might be a game where we kind of see either the offense having to lead a game winning drive at the end, or the defense having to stop the Browns trying to win the game um, on a game winning drive there. So I'm going with the Steelers in this one. But this is going to be this is going to be a big benchmark to see where they go from here. Absolutely, it's a huge benchmark, and I listed this benchmark early in the season. The Steelers' offensive line, we would know how real they are based on how they run the ball on, against the Browns in the middle of the season, because that's a team that they knew they had to come back against. They knew they had to perform better against. If they're able to run the ball this week, I think it's a huge part of this game. I think they do, but I'm like Jen. I think this is close. I'm going 24-23, a one-point victory here. It's going to be close. I think the Steelers are going to get a late field goal. The Browns are going to try to get get in the field goal position, but are going to get stuffed because they're going to need to take to the air and the Steelers get a turnover at the end of the game to seal it. That's how I see it playing out here. But both Jenna and I have the Steelers winning tight in this one, a very contested game. We will see right here on this Locked on Steelers podcast on, uh, on, on Sunday when I give you guys the early version of the episode just after the game. I will be still here in Pittsburgh. I'll also be on the final word on Channel 11 after the game. So that'll be a fun time uh, getting on your set there, Jenna. Um, but but Jenna, thanks so much for doing this. This is always a blast to have you on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. It is always a pleasure to be here. So thank you. Thank you for having me again. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner, uh, WPXI. Just check us out. Skylights on Friday night that Chris and I do together, our high school football highlight show, regular season coming to an end in Western Pennsylvania. So lots of fun matchups there. Um, and just all your coverage here. I'll be in Cleveland for the game um, on Sunday. So be sure to tune into the black and gold zone for uh, all the full recap of the game, hearing from players, coaches, um, and then, of course, the final word with Chris afterwards. Absolutely. It's going to be a great show on Channel 11 Sunday. So do stay tuned for all the great work there. Again, I'm Chris Carter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. If you're enjoying the show, please drop us a like on the YouTube video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Really helps out on what we do here. Also, you can catch us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, anywhere podcasts are, are hosted. And if you're on app listening on Apple, please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. That gets you a shout-out at the end of the show. Just like this person, Chris L 3265 
6556, who says, fantastic with their five-star review. says, I listen to you all every morning, and this is absolutely my favorite podcast by far. You all give very intelligent, thoughtful, and honest evaluations of each and every game, win or lose. I wake up looking forward to your show that day. Thank you for giving me my team's information daily. One more thing. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. We thank you, Chris L., for your five-star review. If you want your shout-out, drop it in uh, in the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thanks again for watching or listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast on this Friday. We hope that you have a great weekend. Be back in your ears and on your screen Sunday, breaking down that game against the Cleveland.